0: Tomorrow's show, you'll hear from Jose Fernandez. You know, when the team is number 13 in the country, they have a media session, actually. Part of the reason is there's no chance for the local media to cover the team at home anyway. you got to go on the road like, you know, the radio guy because it will be about a month between games at the Engling Center. We still have the trip to Texas Arlington, then 10 days before another road game at VCU And then finally, December 15th, the Bulls are back home. And a reminder, we will be courtside for that broadcast. For the first time since the 2019-20 season, we've been, myself and Bridget Miranda, up in the, not the rafters, but in the second level. But this is going to be a more up-close and personal broadcast. We're looking forward to that. The men's game against Hampton was done courtside, and you could hear some of the drama and a lot of what the coaches had to say. Last night in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, the Bulls, with the return trip to Boston College, remember they played the Bulls two seasons ago, Bulls lost that one. Last night, never quite got it there. And I will highlight what happened early because I thought it was pretty important. Javon Green hits a three, Bulls have been struggling from three in general. But then after that, something that I thought changed the game happened.
1: Zachary to throw it in. Finds a man on the baseline. That's Langford. His shot is blocked from behind by Jake Boggs, his second block of the game. Picked up by Jameer Chaplin. Kicks it in the left corner. Javon Green, high arcing three, good! A triple for Javon Green, and it comes in transition, which is what the Bulls scorched Hampton with, Joey. 19-0 on Wednesday night. First time Boston College has trailed here at home this season. There it is. USF on top, 5-3 with five consecutive points. Ashton Langford, out of Bickerstaff. They swing it around. Langford kicks it in the corner, and the Bulls close on defense. Shot clock down to 10. High post it goes. Now back out on the perimeter, Ashton Langford. Spin move into the paint. A lot of contact there. Man down for USF is Javon Green. He already has one foul. Is this one on him as well? It is. The super senior has two fouls, which means he's probably headed to the bench. And this is something we have not seen this year. No, that's going to change uh, Brian Gregory's approach here for the first half.
0: And if you looked at the numbers, one thing that Green is so great at, and, of course, he did this at the end against Hampton, not just hitting the big shots but getting the steals, the Bulls only forced one turnover in the first half. And even though they dominated the glass, they had an 11-3 to 3 offensive rebound advantage. They only converted that into a two-nothing second chance points, and that's why at halftime they were down 30 to 24. They did keep it close for a bit.
1: Kicks it right side to Smith, backs out. Between the legs dribble. Shot clock down to nine. He's gonna elevate and fire from 17, and that is good. And Smith seems to gain, be gaining more and more confidence, Joey. Yeah, that was a very confident move. He uh he ducked inside, pulled back up for a pull-up jumper, and and nailed it, and the Bulls can certainly use his offense. Caleb Murphy crosses midcourt. Shot clock is at 12, remember. High post from Chihua. Murphy passes to Sam Hines, going to elevate and fire from 18 feet. That's around the rim and in. And the Bulls with a couple of buckets here, and 23-16 BC by seven. Caleb Murphy at the top. Elevates from 18. That one is good, and that is where Caleb Murphy has been making his living this year. The two ball just inside the arc, and usually off the bounce. I think USF is a little bit deeper than BC, so maybe that'll work in USF's favor. Caleb Murphy beats everybody off the dribble and gets in there for a two-handed slam. He's done that a few times this year. Just an explosive move to turn the corner and get to the rim. USF cut it now to three. It was eight at one point in the first half, and now it's 23-20, Bulls trailing.
0: But that was as close as they got. It was weird, the second half. Boston College really never blew it out until the very end. The margin essentially stayed between 6 and 9, all the way down to the Bulls getting two free throws from Green with seven minutes left. They were down 46-42, but they would only hit one shot, the rest of the way until a dunk at the very end of the game by Byron Matos struggled down the stretch. You heard the name of Makai Ashton Langford. Their point guard ended up with seven assists driving the lane and feeding guys for open dunks. It was kind of a fun night if you were the Eagles. Unfortunately, not so fun if you were the Bulls. 64-49 the final. Here's some of Coach Gregory with Jim and Joey afterwards.
2: We weren't up to par tonight on the physical side of things in terms of handling their just half-court man-to-man pressure. You know, again, 13 turnovers doesn't seem that many, but there was so few possessions in it, you know, that, that it actually was a higher number than maybe it would, it would appear. You know, we did a great job on the offensive glass, but when you get offensive rebounds, as I always say, that doesn't give you a right to take a bad shot out of that. You got to get the ball out if you're swarmed inside and you got to, you know, live for another day. You've, you've done a great job with a hustle play of getting us an extra possession. But their physicality on the perimeter, you know, obviously you get two early fouls on both Chaplin and Green, really put us in a, in a bind there. You know, from, from there you're just kind of playing to kind of hang in there. And, and we did a pretty good job in the, in the first half. And to be honest, with six minutes to go in the game, it's a four-point game. You know, it's a four-point game. Uh, and we haven't shot the ball that well. We haven't played all that well. But again, their physicality on the perimeter and in, inside, you know, their big guys really hurt us offensively and defensively. Miss a lot of shots around the rim. We miss a lot of shots around the rim. And, and uh, you know, when you're, when you're maybe not shooting the ball as well, you got to do a better job of finishing some plays around the basket, and we didn't do that tonight.
0: A couple things he pointed out there, the ability to get the offensive rebounds. The Bulls led in that category 15-8, to eight, but only four second-chance points. Actually, Boston College had a plus 9.5 rebounding edge coming into this one, one of the best in the country, and the Bulls out-rebounded them 41-32. And while I'm thinking of it, going back to the women's team against Stanford, out-rebounding the Cardinal 52-38, Stanford in its other two games – in the Bahamas, plus 21 against Indiana, plus 10 against Maryland, and against everybody else at plus 11. So the Bulls, men's team won that category last night but couldn't take advantage. Meanwhile, just six turnovers committed by Boston College, only 13 by the Bulls, you heard Coach Gregory say, but Boston College converted those into 16 points off turnovers. And at the end, I mentioned how their point guard kind of had a field day. They made their last six shots all on layups or dunks, Bulls at one point in the game missed 10 in a row. And in the pivotal time down the stretch when they were still in it, a one for six stretch from the floor. Next up for the Bulls, Friday night at home against South Carolina State. That's going to wrap it up for Bulls Beat. Thank you for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.